Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest. This is episode 120. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Eden, back from the dead. Oh my god, back thank you. You're back. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah, it's nice to be here. And joining me, of course, is the beautiful British boy, Chris Penwell. What's up, Chris? Uh, I am very well now that you're here, Joseph. I was trying to <laughs> cover the post and it's very difficult, so uh, I appreciate you. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll like mildly, briefly explain what I was doing, but let's let's introduce our other co-host here, Josh Nichols, the full-time freelance and yeah, Josh thanks. Nichols. Hello, it's Josh. Fun. Thanks for the help. Hello, hello. For making that possible. Uh, wh- well, you if you didn't tell me, hey, this is not only it. possible, but like I'm gonna give you stuff to utilize if you use it, then I might not have. You know what I mean? I might have been like, well, maybe, but yeah. right. Well, so you've taken the leap. And everything is going well. Uh, you're writing for a bunch of places. You're you're doing a you're doing a video game journalism. You're doing it. It's fun. <laughs> we all are. We, yeah, we all are. We all yeah, are. Yeah, we kicking nice. So anyway, um, it's good to be here. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Josh. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been out. Um, I first of all, I went on vacation. Uh, so that was a thing. And then I'm in the process of buying and selling a house and it's a nightmare and it's a nightmare anyway like normally but specifically right now it's just absolutely chaotic uh when trying to buy a house uh like if if you're in the market for a house right now just be prepared for it to just be absolutely bonkers because people are asking several thousand more i mean tens of thousands of dollars more than the asking price because there are way too many people looking for houses and not enough houses anyway it's just been a nightmare so, oh, so it's a seller's market right <laughs> now like like absolutely sure. yeah absolutely yeah uh so that's what i've been doing uh and um in the process of doing all that so i appreciate everybody's patience uh with me gone chris thank you for holding down the fort and josh of course mm-hmm. uh we are going to talk about some video games some some very good video games and maybe some not not so much but <laughs> nonetheless um so i'm just looking at our run of show here there's a couple overwatch things i wanted to mention um because there was a an overwatch 2 like stream recently um so we'll talk about that uh grand theft auto 5 got a release date for uh new gen consoles time splitters is coming back in some way shape or form i don't really know what that's gonna look like i don't think <laughs> i don't think anybody really does yet um 
So we'll talk about that. Uh, summer Games, uh, Summer. I keep saying Summer Games Fest, but it's not games. You know it's what? Summer I Game made that mistake Fest. when I was writing that article that we included in the doc, and then I changed it oh, quickly. Really? Yeah, when I realized mm. it's Summer <laughs> Game, which is kind of silly because it there are games. Yeah, it's plural. There, it there will be, be multiple games. It should be. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so we'll talk about that. Which, by the way, is happening separately from E3 during june so just to make our lives just way busier thank you for that jeff keely no more money <laughs> i'll take it well i yeah that's true I'm, I'm i'm my closing date on my buying and selling is supposed to be june 14th right in the middle of e3 what could go i'm looking wrong? forward right, to jeff go. grubb's uh, <laughs> summer game mess too that's gonna be fun yeah jeff grubb yeah he's great <laughs> um we're gonna talk about resident evil village because I, I actually haven't been on the show since that came out so i'm Excited to give my thoughts. Uh, as well as Returnal, I'm going to give my thoughts on Returnal. Um, and then I played this game. I reviewed it for Inverse. It's called Hood Outlaws and Legends. It's... I can't believe how bad it is. <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Um, and then Josh, you have been playing... A couple, you know, you've been playing Resident Evil as well. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Never heard of it. And then this, this game here, this is... I think this whole thing is just so wholesome. This aerial knights never yield. Uh, I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on that, and it I want to so actually cool. give that a try. I want to give that a try myself. Um, I've been friends with Neil, not friends, but acquaintances. We've known of each other uh, for a while. Uh, Neil, um, aka Aerial Knight. Uh, Knockout City just came out. It's actually free for ten days. I don't know if you guys knew that. So you, so mm-hmm. like, yeah, even, even if you're on the fence, podcast, like, go try it. It's it's free to try for ten days. See, and so- even, You'll have five Even days after, to do it from now, like once yeah, if you listen to this. After, yeah. after this podcast goes live, you'll still have time for that. Yeah. Um, and then, Josh, you played a game called Before I Forget, which we will jump into as well. Uh, cool. So, not hasn't been too busy in terms of crazy news stories, but there's still plenty to talk about. So, we appreciate everybody for joining us here. Remember, you can always reach us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow via email at activequestpodcast at gmail.com and remember remember to keep those apple uh or itunes ratings is it still itunes it's apple podcast yeah it's apple, apple podcast god you could i just i'm so i feel like i'm i'm outdated with all this um anyway keep those ratings coming it really helps us out share the show tell your dog tell your friend tell your friend's dog tell your dog's friend yell at your dog, dentist cousin right before they go to work at, on your teeth yeah. go hey you should listen to active but yell it do it while while yeah. they're working. Hey, well, like yeah, my, like while they're drilling. Yeah. My my dental hygienist, she's very fascinating. I would love to have a conversation with her and she says the most interesting shit to me while she's got her hands in my mouth. That's that's she's good. She's like, "Isn't that isn't that cool?" And I'm like, "Ah." ah, ah. It's great. It's perfect. <laughs> anyway, um video games. All right, let's do some quick stuff here. Um Overwatch 2, I'm not, I, I'm not wild about Overwatch, you guys know that, but I think Chris, you like Overwatch, but um, we'll talk about this anyway, so uh, Overwatch 2 is obviously in the works, and, and they had a big, it was like a two or three hour stream recently, um, and f- there was a lot of nitty gritty stuff there, but the, the, but the main thing is that Overwatch is dropping from 6v6 to 5v5 with Overwatch 2, um, in addition, the heavy what are they called? Tank tank, uh, yeah. tank mm-hmm. classes um, are going to be reduced to one per team. Yep. So just to recap that, 5v5 with yep. only one tank per team. The rest the, the rest of the classes, I assume, are, are still, you know, regular. You can do, you know, two. I think it's two, in, two of each or whatever of the other ones. So 
Um, so yeah, that's a that's a kind of interesting thing. A lot of people are uh, kind of I've seen it go both ways with that. Chris, with you being an Overwatch fan, what do you make of that? Five v five. I think it's a good change to Overwatch because it feels quite stale, and I think this would be a good good way to change the meta. Um, yeah. Of the of the game, but also it's a real big bummer for the Overwatch League esports players. Yeah. Because now sure. they're worried about their jobs because like yeah. it, you only need one tank player now. You don't need to. Hopefully right. that person can stay yeah. on and like just be the snack person. You know. Yeah, but the, the, he, he's, their characters have different. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what's the word? Like they they have different kind of tool sets, right? So right. one's mainly defensive and one's uh, uh, of of offensive, right? So, like yeah. if the tank is being relied upon for the defensive kind of like needs, then uh, <clears throat> around that team, then that's that's who they need. They don't need right. an offensive and I, one. And I think, um, without getting too far into the nitty gritty of it, I think your point about these um competitive teams who are who have been comprised of six players now uh being knocked down to five yeah that's kind of a big deal that you know having one one fewer so we'll see what happens with that uh this is this game is still pretty early i think i don't i don't think we're gonna see this until next year sometime they've said it's not coming this year um right so it's gonna be next year i'm excited to see what happens with overwatch 2 i'm looking forward to playing it again fully um there's a lot of cool things like the story mode and uh, yeah, new and maps like toronto toronto the toronto map yeah. looks cool and like yeah you they w- have like, you would say that you would say that Chris. they have like a, a brand of coffee <laughs> called jim horgan's or something like that oh yeah which is that's funny an, well yeah uh that's, that's, <laughs> i remember the first, the first time i yeah the first time i had tim hortons i was just like huh this is it's this average. Is, what is this supposed to be? Yeah, yeah it's not. This not that great. Josh, anything on uh, on this before? Uh, we my move Overwatch on? knowledge is pretty much just limited to what I've heard uh, Brendan talk about um, on uh, Pass the Controller. Mm. Very good podcast. Everybody should check out. Mm-hmm. So I haven't played a lot of it. Um, like you know, I'm on my own, but I, I've heard people talk about it. But anyway, uh, my concern is that Jeff uh, Kaplan Kaplan. I don't know how to say his last name, uh, but he he left yeah. uh, Blizzard recently, and he was like. I would say, like, Miyamoto is to Mario, he is to Overwatch, so I think it's kind of cons- potentially concerning that he's leaving. It doesn't mean the For game's me, in trouble, but it it's not good either. Could be. For yeah. me, it's a good sign, yeah. because that game needs some sort of Chris is anti-Jet... No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 I just... <laughs> you're, like just saying, yeah, you're just saying it means the game's changing. And yeah, then it got really goddamn, like, boring, like, in comparison yeah. to how it was. Like, I still love Overwatch, but... You know, I I need that energy back to it. I need all that content coming back to it, like the way it used to. I wonder how much paid microtransactions and esports drove Overwatch from, like, prevented Overwatch from changing too much because it was consistent in both of those areas. I don't know. Yeah, I guess what Chris said is, you know, makes makes sense, but I'm just, you know, I'm hoping everything's okay. Right. Um, Cool. Let's move on here. Uh, This is just a little quick, little, just a quick thing. Josh, this is mostly for you, I think. (laughs) Mm. Um, So uh, in No Man's Sky, you can actually unlock the Normandy from Mass Effect, uh, the Mass Effect series. Um, And this was just really interesting. And I just wanted to shout out just how great uh, Hello Games is. Just, I mean, the amount... 
it's it's one thing to just say that they've worked really hard, which is obviously you know that's been that's been true for the past several years here. But I think doing little things like this, like adding, it's not even like an Easter egg. This is like a, a straight on like event. It's like a crossover event here where you can get the Normandy in here. Josh, what did you think of this? Uh, I'm gonna in, download No Man's Sky, Sky again. I played a few hours of it, like you know, at one point, and was like, this is cool, but like I'm busy, don't have time. I can't, you know, you can't play everything. But uh, I'm going to download it uh, this weekend and at least try to complete that one quest because I really want the, uh, the you know, the Normandy from uh, Mass Effect. And I think it's cool that there's like a, like, this kind of tie-in is really interesting because we, we don't typically see a lot of, um, a, a, a lot of kind of crossovers with single-player games. I know No Man's Sky is like technically co-op as well, but like, I mean, you know, it's mostly kind of like a big, giant single-player game that you can do co-op stuff in like i'm saying it would make more sense if it was like a Fortnite thing or rainbow six siege thing but we don't usually see like you know this kind of combination so it's neat and i hope we see more stuff like this there's this like i think we covered this a few maybe last year or something a few few months ago but there's this like it's called desolation and it's basically just like a horror theme oh the dead spacey one like expansion yeah the dead spacey one and that's another EA franchise, right? Um, yeah, it's just been awesome how this game has changed uh, since it came out. So anyway, you guys have until May 31st to, to do the Normandy Mass Effect quest. Um, okay, a couple more things here before we get onto the news proper. Just wanted to shout out the uh, Grand Theft Auto Five news here. I know you guys probably are sick of hearing about Grand Theft Auto Five, <laughs> but it is, it is coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S on November 11th. And it's gonna, it, it's not really like totally clear what it's gonna have here uh, in terms of like features. We know like visual upgrades and like um, that, that sort of thing. But the, the main thing I'm curious about is that obviously Grand Theft Auto came, uh, 5 came out on 360 and PS3 first. Well, when it came out on PS4 and Xbox One, the main feature that it had was that it was playable in first person. That was like the, the big sort of next gen feature. And so. I'm wondering if this version is also going to have it's a, VR. It, like, a feature that is that. Like, what if it had a VR? That could be really yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, I, I actually hadn't considered that. I don't even know if that's possible, but... That would be really neat. Be really even awesome. if it was just a first-person mode, but, like, you know, in, in VR, that would be neat. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, so 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 that'd be great. Um, There was also the Take-Two uh, earnings uh, this week, which we don't have to get too far into that, but... um. Uh, they announced uh, Take Two announced that uh, GTA Five has sold 140 million copies, Insane. which is just absolutely. Bo- I mean, this is why you haven't seen a Grand Theft. I really want to encourage everybody yeah. though. Uh, we need to buy the new version when it comes out because you know Rockstar is a really small and struggling company, and if we don't buy this game, we might not get Grand Theft Auto Six. <laughs> My theory right. is that after Rockstar successfully sells six versions of Grand Theft Auto. Five, then it will unlock you know grand theft auto 6 uh, so we'll probably get grand theft auto 6 in like pocus. 2029 maybe 2050 somewhere in there <laughs> but yeah everybody let's support this little developer so we can get you know gta 6 this small little developer guys this game came out eight years ago almost studio. isn't that fucking like just eight years yeah. it came out in 2013 yeah. <laughs> when i worked when, when this game yeah. came out i was an alcoholic i don't even drink anymore that's so much Damn. time has passed. That's like, Isn't, like I'm just saying, like wow. our lives have changed with this game. When when this game came out, I, I, here I'll tell you a little story. I was working at GameStop when this game came out, 
and I was working the midnight release for this game, and to this day, I've never seen anything like that. That was the most batshit crazy, and we we were in this little strip, this little, like, strip mall kind of a deal, and we were next to a B-dubs, and the manager at B-dubs came, came over to our, uh, you know, to, to our store, and was like, hey, can you tell your customers to stop blocking our door? <laughs> and we were like, oh, but... Uh, we we thought we did we, we put up a sign there to th- that said don't block the door and they were like no no, no we mean the back door <laughs> because they were wrapped around the entire thing it was just crazy and then this person came it, uh, came to buy the game but they didn't have any money and they were trying to sell like just their electronics that we don't take to people in the line so they could get money to buy this game like it was just absolutely insane anyway just to prove how big of a deal when this, i i worked the release <laughs> for this too and it was like uh, at gamestop and it was like a console launch but for like a week straight as far as how busy it was right like imagine like a midnight right. console release but like all week like it was yeah we, we, we didn't we didn't even like so for anyone who doesn't hasn't worked at gamestop usually you have uh you got copies to have you know the display case and then you have a whole bunch of copies like Ready? Don't. We didn't even really do that. We just had like a bin on the back counter, and it was like, "Oh, here, Grand Theft Auto," because there was <laughs> right. no point yeah, putting yeah, them yeah. in the drawer because people were going to come in and buy it, and we would go with we would empty a box of those copies like every day. It felt like it's worth noting yeah. this was in, in Tulsa, and it's a bigger city, <laughs> and it was like a busy store in the district. But like, still, like this game, like yeah, sold like crazy, and this was a 316 PS3, so. It's just wild to me that like this game like just keeps breaking, just record breaking. It's just this game sold so much. Just just make Grand Theft Auto Six. Come on, just come on. <laughs> Do you um, think it's kind of one, strange one, one, that people aren't complaining that they can't upgrade their PS4 or Xbox One version to the? I think maybe people version. just aren't surprised by it. Like I'm sure people. I don't are know if that's annoyed, actually a but... thing. I don't. I don't know if that's the thing, because I've got this article from The Verge here pulled up, and it says, here's an excerpt from the from the article. This is Andrew Webster, uh, Andrew Webster. It says, it's also not clear what the upgrade path will look like for current owners of the game. So I don't know that they've announced whether or not there will be a, <clears throat> a like an upgrade path for that. Mm-hmm. So maybe. I think if, cool, could, if there was not, like at least a discount. Yeah, I think if yeah. you're gonna have a new version of PS5 or Xbox Series X version, you need something drastic, like you're mentioning. Like I would say that with any other like game. Imagine like a 10-hour campaign. You know, I, right? I would say yeah, that with cool. any other game. I think they could release this as is with like technical changes, and people will still buy it because it's Grand Theft Auto and it yeah. sells. Yeah. One one more thing. One more thing before we move on. Um, just wanted to point out that when this comes out for the first three months on PS5, if you're a PS Plus member, you get GTA Online for free. Right. Reminding, reminding everybody of that. Um, and then speaking of uh, upgrades or enhancements, whatever you want to call it, uh, The Last of Us Part Two now runs at 60 frames per second on PS5. So this is, I guess, the PS5 version of it. But... I guess I'm confused, and maybe you guys can help me out on this. Is this like a new skew of the game, or is it just the, the PS4 version running better on PS5? It's it's just a patch, yeah. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, because basically, yeah, it's a from what I'm gathering here, um, it's a free upgrade, or sorry, not an upgrade, a free update. And it gives you, yeah, 60 frames per second. Bah, bah, bah. They'll probably do that yeah. later, okay. though. I'm sure they'll do a PS, just like they did with the, the other version. 
Yeah. Um, did you guys have a chance to try this? No, I, I, I feel like... I know Josh is very different to me, but The Last of Us Part 2 is one of those games where I just don't have the urge to play again. You know? Like, it's yeah. one of those stories that I'm like, okay, I don't really need to emotionally go through this again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like... It's kind of an exhausting game to go yeah, it's, through. Like, it's a one and whether, done for me. It, that, that's not me saying it's bad. I just... Like, it was just such a, like, taxing game to get through just emotionally because it's so heavy. And, like, by the end of it, I was just like, oh, my God, like, could you guys stop killing each other? <laughs> like, please. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to... I will if I can ever buy a PlayStation go, but... 5, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, that... Oh, my God, yeah, that I keep... Sony doesn't yeah, want to PS5 sell only. anyone, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a little bit more complicated than that. I think they uh, released the, both the, systems the... a year early to try to beat each other to market. These systems, I don't think, should have came out yet. They should have came out holiday 2021, in my opinion, but... Well, yeah, the the whole uh, part shortage is kind of uh, messing things up. It's, I mean, that's why there are, it's hard to find a switch right now, and obviously yeah. the switch has been out for four years. So I'll anyway. get one eventually. There's uh, there isn't a game where I'm like I need a PlayStation now for this game. Really, I, I right. want one now for podcast. But like outside of I, that, there's not a single game where I'm like if I don't get to play this, I'm gonna die. You know, we're starting to see those games though with Returnal and uh, soon Ratchet and Clank. Right? Yeah, I'm sure they're cool but like i've yeah. got 300 games i'm playing on my xbox yeah you know one true like i, I true. don't I, I don't need yeah. any more games yeah fair enough um all right well uh if you both are ready why don't we jump into some news let's jump into some views <laughs> are you sure you're ready god it sounds I'm like ready. you're falling asleep over I, there I was josh are you ready for we gotta take a nap josh, break for chris for yeah chris news? is tired <laughs> well, and I've got Moses in my lap here, and he is about, he's falling asleep, oh, too. Oh, big, big oh, cats will make you big tired if they lay in your lap, too. Um, Moses, are you ready for some news? He just licked my hand. I guess that's he's a yes. Like, All right, let's, let's get into some news. Okay, let's jump into this. This is kind of a fascinating story here. Um, new Time Splitters is coming out at, at some point. All right, so I'm going to read this post on Twitter from uh, Deep Silver, publisher Deep Silver. Here's the post from this publisher. It reads, quote, Free Radical Design, a new Deep Silver studio. You asked and we listened. We have been working on plans to bring the Time Splitters franchise back to life and are pleased to let you know that we are setting up a new Deep Silver development studio to do just that. Free Radical Design is performing and will be headed by industry and Time Splitters veterans Steve Ellis and David Doak. This is an exciting first step in the process. Development on a new game has not yet started, and we will update you when we have more news to share. End quote. So just for a little background, Free Radical is the studio who originally, you know, worked on this uh, on this series and then they actually like got merged into like Crytek and then and then basically when all the THQ stuff went down like this studio essentially closed and then uh, a lot of those developers got moved over to Dambuster it's a whole you know all this it's it's under the the coke or coach coach kosh coke you know what I'm talking about yeah cock yeah cock me cock media the cock media. Uh, big yeah. old cock anyway, media. 
Yeah, uh, Kosh Media. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, this is actually really fascinating because um, obviously people have been begging for uh, new time splitters for, well, feel, I mean, like a decade. I mean, the last time splitters game, I think, was in like 05. Yeah. And that was uh, F- Future Perfect. So, I mean, it's been a hot minute. It's been. I think the it, last time I played time splitters was it's at a, a Chuck minute. E. Cheese. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I think that's how long ago it was. <laughs> Am I thinking of the right game or am I thinking of wow. something else? I think it was Time Splitters. No, I, Wasn't there an arcade no, version no, of no. it? You're think, no. No, you're thinking of... I know time what crisis. you're talking about. It's Time yeah, Crisis. Yeah, man, That's that game was cool. Of. You had the little plate you'd step on. They need to bring back arcades yeah, no, in no, America. That, no, but we're talking about Time Splitters. Yeah. This is the first-person shooter for PS2 and Xbox. Um, Chris, what do you make of this? I've never played Time Splitters before, but... It's kind of a unique FPS. It's kind of of its time, like mm-hmm. like you're you're moving. I don't think there's a scope. I don't think there's a scoping kind of feature in it. Right, you're, there's you're no kind of moving a reticle yeah. like with the with the analog stick, and it's kind of awkward to move around if I remember correctly. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like Goldeneye if you want like a comparison to it. Um, right, to how it feels. That's and so, that's sort of what um, I'm thinking about. Like, a lot of these games that are coming back, you know, they're very, people have a lot of nostalgia for them, but a lot of them, like, don't, they're not, like, they just wouldn't hold up. If you haven't played context, Goldeneye and, so, and you can't, like, use those memories to kind of carry you through the, you know, the, the aged parts, it's, it's not good anymore. Like, if, you're, if you approach Goldeneye, like, the N64 right. one, for the first time ever right now, it, it's dog shit. Just because it's, it's been so long <laughs> and, like, it just... It just, right, you know, yeah, and it, yeah. it, it, it really carried the genre forward and did a lot of stuff. But yeah, if you've never played it, that game does not. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering the same thing. Like, will time splitters be like that too? Will new yeah, players be like, it, no, this is not as good. bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as bad as Goldeneye. Cause obviously that's like a generation yeah. difference there, but still, I, I, yeah, it's just, it would, that if you re- like re-released time splitters right now, as is like, even just with visual upgrades, Gameplay wise, it would not. You're going to see a lot of this I, is the best game ever, and really, guys, this game sucks on Twitter. Like, just kind of. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. they're going to bring that back. Back, I think they're going to go for a modern kind of feeling FPS. Yeah, and 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 that might yeah, upset a few do. people, but I think that'd be a good thing <laughs> overall. Uh, but yeah. I do think this movie is actually quite smart because one, you're playing on nostalgia, and two, it has a unique art style that's not in many other FPS shooters. Like, you could go, like, all out with the zaniness. You could go, like, uh, Gotham City Imposters or something. Remember that, that game? game? Oh, man. Yeah. I do. That go, game's awesome. Yeah, that game's yeah. awesome, right? Like, you could have unique weapons. Um, You could yeah. have cool kind of locations. Like, you could go all over the place with... I think, if, if I remember correctly, it, it handles, like, history and stuff. Like, yeah. it goes around time, different timelines and stuff. And you so can be very if they do that, that, they should just include the, uh, the, the, the 4K version that was tucked away in... Um, um, <laughs> home, yeah, Homefront. Home yeah, just right? put make that available from the start of the game. And that way, if people are like, I don't like these changes, well, hey, here's the, here's the original version right here. I actually really... Yeah, I love that's that the idea. Way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 put all the advertisement towards the new thing, but also include that the older version. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um. So anyway, that'll be out probably in like five years from now. So you can you can look. I'm forward looking forward to, that. to playing it. I um, I know I played this, but yeah, it was on the original Xbox, so it was 
I haven't played it since then. It's yeah. a long time. 20, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about this Skyward Sword amiibo debacle yeah. because people are really pissed off about this. And I, I don't think it's like totally black and white. I do think there's a little bit of discussion that can be had here. And that's what we're going to do. So um, obviously Skyward Sword is being remastered, I guess, or an HD version is coming uh, in July for the Switch. Um, and so just... As is right there, people aren't too jazzed because that's like people's least favorite 3D Zelda game generally. So just with that basic news in and of itself, people are mad. On top of that, Nintendo announced this new amiibo and it is the Zelda and Loftwing amiibo. And just looking at the amiibo, it is gorgeous. I mean, this thing is, it might be like one of my favorite, it's like maybe top five favorite amiibo. I mean, just in the detail and like just how cute it is and their positions and stuff and i actually really like skyward sword fuck all the haters i guess come at me mm-hmm. at whatever i don't know that's um, joseph yaden it's it's a good game yaden, yeah. like like i know we don't we can't have time to get into it but i'm saying i understand if it's not everyone's favorite but it's not a bad game it's it's just not everybody's favorite i Zelda think it's game. like pretty good i, I liked I it really, yeah i enjoyed it I, a lot back in the day it's okay i don't want to get into the discussion of i just want to back skyward you up i also like this game and i'm gonna buy it uh, yeah but yeah, but anyway, okay, but we're talking about the Amiibo here. And anyway, here's the news. So this Amiibo, what this does is it unlocks fast travel between the surface <clears throat> and the sky. So if you guys haven't played Skyward Sword, basically there's a hub world, which is in the sky, hence the name Skyward Sword. And <clears throat> you travel to, like, different realms, not realms, but we'll just call them levels, basically. And this unlocks the ability to just like fast travel. I, I, I guess it will basically. But the problem, or the thing, or the people, the thing people are saying is a problem, is that it's ex- like the fast travel is exclusive to this ami- uh, amiibo. So basically, you can't do it otherwise. And obviously, the problem is that a lot of times amiibo are hard to find. And so basically, this is going to be like an inaccessible feature that most people aren't yeah. going to be able to even utilize. So the discussion I wanted to have with both of you is obviously like whether or not you, you know, agree with that, uh, with that idea, but also sort of a, a more general discussion of like, what, like, where would you like to see Amiibo functionality go? Like, I think Amiibo functionality has to be a thing, like, cause that's kind of like the point of the NFC stuff. It can't just be a little figurine, but like how much functionality and like, like should it still be something you could do in the game anyway like there's this whole discussion i think that should be had so chris what do you make of the new amiibo itself its features the you know the idea of what an amiibo should do do you agree with it that sort of thing um take it away chris i don't like this feature personally um if you when you're buying a remaster you're looking for quality of life updates and you want graphical updates, that kind of stuff. So having this being locked to an amiibo is kind of horrendous, in my opinion. It's a bit, it's, it's, it's gone a bit too far. Um, and the, the reason why I mention that is because uh, some people's like main issues with the game originally was how uh, frustrating it was to get from a temple and then get out and then go up to um, Skyloft, right? So... Right. It'd be good to have that fast travel option, you know, for people who aren't um, as uh, patient as others, you know, especially in today's environment, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and and so what what do you think of just amiibo functionality in general? Do you think amiibo should have features that are exclusive to that amiibo? And, and if not, like, what do you think they? How how do you think they should work then? I think the best kind of amiibo is when it has like a very cool unique feature like for example in breath of the wild when you use the wolf link and midna amiibo summons wolf link right so it's a nifty kind of mm. thing but it doesn't alter the game as much you know like interesting things like that like um think of like uh z- um so what if we have like a mario um, <laughs> um, amiibo, and you scan that, and it changes Link into like a Mario kind of outfit with like the Mario cap, or whatever. <laughs> you know that that can, this it can it can be really cool <laughs> if you do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, or like so for saying... example, you could have a Groose amiibo just to link it to Zelda, and then have right. Link being dressed as Groose in the game. Right. So you're saying you you think amiibo should have maybe exclusive features, but not any that impact the game. Cosmetic, yeah. Cosmetic. Okay, I can get behind that. Josh, so what do you think of this amiibo? What do you think of the features? And what do you think an amiibo should look like? Or what should it do? I think it's cool to have, you know, modes like this in an amiibo, but I don't think that these modes should be exclusive to the amiibo. What I would like to see is <laughs> stuff like this and cosmetic stuff with the amiibo. And then... Hey, also, if you don't want the Amiibo and you just want this mode, you can buy it as a DLC for five bucks or something. Because there's an argument to be made for it is an extra feature. I get that. But, like, you know, it would be good if it was also available to to get that mode standalone. Because there's no reason to make it so you can only get a digital thing through a physical thing that's going to have limited availability. But I would say that well, fast travel a, it, feature shouldn't exactly be available as a paid thing either. I think that actually should just yeah, be a mode. Most, you, you know my political it's just, it's views. Like a, I'm just saying, a, let's comp- I'm willing to compromise with big company and say, sell me the feature. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't think yeah, Nintendo yeah. does enough for these remasters and, and for the remakes. I think it's kind of silly to be like, controller support and increased resolution give us $60. But right. <laughs> I, I, on top of that, this Amiibo is going to be like, what, 20 bucks? So that's $80. My big concern is there's a uh, there's there's content in Metroid Samus Returns, the 3DS remake of Metroid 2, that is locked behind a Metroid amiibo that the cheapest Ooh. I can find in eBay is over is seventy plus dollars. That's oh my, my god! That's my concern. So you might really yeah. want this mode, and you you can't access it, and so that's why I'm saying at the very least, Chris, I I agree with you. I I don't feel comfortable with this being just locked to the amiibo, and I don't feel comfortable with it being a paid thing either i think there's an argument to be made for like hey just give us a free extra mode like it's a expensive remaster or whatever a full price remaster i'm just saying i would be good with a compromise of like can i just give you five dollars and have this mode you know like because i I, I only buy amiibos if i really 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 want them and the reason i have that restriction is because i would i would try if, if i don't have that line i'll try to get all of them i won't be able to put the line anywhere and then I'll have to deal with scalpers and all that. So I only probably have maybe 30 Amiibos. I mean, like, the last one I bought was Ridley. And that's just because I fucking love Magic. I don't play Smash Bros., but I was like, I want a Ridley Amiibo. I'm never going to use it for anything, right. but I had to have it. Um, so I don't know. I, I I agree with Chris, but I'm but I'm but I also would be, like, cool with, like, just letting me buy the, you know. Yeah. 
so I think both of you bring up really interesting points. And Josh, your point about like this thing is you're not going to be able to find this thing. I think that's really like that's a relevant point to make. Um, and then Chris, your point about like this, it's a it's a, re- a remaster, I guess, that should have quality of life improvements and fast travel is most certainly a quality of life improvement. Yeah. Why are you locking it behind an amiibo? Yeah, and I'm totally with just you to on bring this. this up really quick too. The last big Zelda remake that we saw, I think, well, that was Twilight Princess, but before Twilight Princess, Wind Waker HD. So that wasn't that long ago. That was eight years ago. That was four GTA fives ago or whatever. Uh, that had a, a uh, move fast, the swift sail. It was a, a different right. sail you can unlock that made it so the, the, the your boat would move faster. And the reason that wasn't in the GameCube mm-hmm. version was because they were loading the ocean as you were moving, so they had to, you know. But they were like, there's no reason to make the, go- the boat speed slower or slow in this, you know, we can we can increase that. My, my thing is that would have been a lock behind an amiibo if it came out now. And like, being able to move the boat faster yeah. when Waker HD made the game like 20% better because the boat moved really slow. Like it was a good That's game, yeah. but yeah, it moved really slow. Yeah. So like Chris said, like it's a quality of life upgrade feature and you're making a remaster. Like, yeah. So yeah, at the very least they should, show. they should fix their distribution. Cause it's, it's fucking impossible to get some of these because of scalpers. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I think my biggest hang up. Well, <laughs> one of my biggest hang up hang ups even if you're willing to like be like fuck it okay i'll pay i'll twi- i'll pay 20 dollars for this thing that could have been in the game to begin with you can't even do that it's again one of those scenarios of let me give you money and then they won't they really let should you. implement so, a, yeah. a thing on their website where you could just be like i would like one of these and like you can just you know you can like <laughs> reserve it and then like when it's available they just let you hey we got this do you want to buy it cuz Right. Otherwise, you're going to, like, 50 different stores, and, like, the scalpers already got them. I used to scalpers argue with so scalpers right. when I worked with, at GameStop, because I would be like, no, you were just here yesterday. But, like, if someone else was working, and they didn't know, then, you know, that person would clean us out. Yeah. And, like, stores don't have the capacity and or don't care enough to, you know, stop scalpers. They're selling right, their shit. To, they don't care. To deal with that. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, have it, just did you see that, that video up. with scalpers like taking over those Pokemon, Pokemon cards, cards in the yeah. Walmart? Just today. Oh, oh my god! god yeah, god, that was ridiculous. I don't know what the hell's going on. I think some YouTuber or something uh, started talking about it. So, oh god, damn it! Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, just wanted to bring that up about the amiibo. I think the amiibo is really cool. I'm gonna try to get one, regardless of its functionality. Uh, but yeah, I do think it's kind of shitty um all right last story here before we take a little break i just wanted to bring up the summer game summer game singular (laughs) game fest um so this is going to pretty much occur for the entirety of june and it is what jeff Keeley, obviously a creator and host of the game awards refers to as a month-long celebration of video games which is you know respectable and, and pretty cool um and it's going to start on June 10th with what are, with with what they're referring to as Kickoff Live. And there's going to be some world premieres there, which is, you know, kind world of premieres. 12. standard. Over 12. 12 or over. Yeah. 12. Okay. And we've got a long list of publishers or different companies who are going to attend. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we'll just read a couple of notable ones here. Uh, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, Activision, Capcom, EA uh sega ubisoft warner brothers games so you know uh, coach media coke media however you want to say that so 
so <laughs> so there are some notable um, you know publishers and, and uh, companies here um, I still don't really know what this is gonna look like exactly though because like remember e3 starts I think it's June 12th which is just a couple days after this that's gonna be its own contained thing but but then you've got EA what is it EA play live that's gonna be happening yeah uh like the the next month or whatever after that i think so like what counts as being part of this show and what doesn't i don't know but obviously we had this last year and it's gonna you know it's gonna be sort of the same where it's gonna be like this digital format what's Mm -hmm. nice is that you, you there's it's like it's free um and that's something that they're like kind of boasting you know like oh you know, this isn't like a media thing only. You don't have to have a badge. It's just, it's all digital. So it's free. That's kind of nice. Um, I'm just like tired in advance. <laughs> like as like, <laughs> work, work wise, I'm like ahead of time, tired and exhausted. So you pre-ordered um, being tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this seems cool. Um, I like the world premieres. I think those are nice. I, like from a fan point of view, I think that's really cool. Um, we, you know, we don't. It's still a little too early to get into the the whole E three stuff. But I mean, probably like by next episode. Let's see. Let me look at the calendar. She could do a yeah, by like episode. next. Yeah, like by next episode or the, or maybe the one after that, we'll start talking about E three stuff. I think we're a little too early right now. But I mean, it's happening. The gears are turning and. Um, from what I understand, there's going to be like more announcements of like different shows and mm. stuff they're going to have throughout this. So yeah, Chris, I know you wrote up a story here. I pretty much covered all of it right here, but you guys can check out the story over at GamePer. Um, Chris, anything you wanted to say on this before we move on? Yeah, I I think just to answer your question about this, I think this is going to be the preview of E3, I guess, where uh, publishers are showing off some teases of what's to come, and then they'll show more at E3. <laughs> Or it's like, like the early access yeah. kind of showcase, right? Right. And it's going to be about two yeah. hours, right? So it's going to be quite a bit to show, I think. Um, Jeff well, mentioned yeah, that so... it's going to be gameplay and CG. So it's going to be a bit yeah. mixed I'm both. looking forward to people having their expectations managed correctly and no one getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to zero disappointment. Yeah. And uh, I'm very excited to see Splinter Cell show up because that's what we <laughs> that's what we it's happening this every year every single year. Yeah, it, this is going to be the year we see Splinter Cell. I am ready and, to be uh, disappointed and what again. Else? And yeah, it's a stadium to be heard again. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my fucking god! Dude, I would just say, I would just get this. Uh, just fuck it. I would get the Stadia. Yeah. Um, whatever. You don't need to get it. It's free. Is you can access it from a browser. Yeah, but don't, isn't there like a yeah, but don't you need, like, a controller and, like, a whole, like... No, you can use your membership. Xbox controller. Okay. And your good. membership gives you, like, I don't know, better resolution, I think. That's it. Oh, uh, okay. I, well, I like, re- I like free good resolution. Anyway. Yeah. So, cool. That's it for the news. Let's take a little break, and then when we come back, we will answer your listener questions and then talk about what we've been playing. So we'll be right back. Okay, everybody, we are back. This is the part of the show where we answer your listener questions. Remember, you can always reach us on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com 
or every Wednesday we post our Twitter thread asking for questions and comments from our audience here. And we've got one question here um, today. This is from Andrew McMahon, features editor over at Twinfinite. And Andrew has a simple question here. How long until we finally get uh, online for The Last of Us Part 2 and will it be factions again? So just for some context here, um, I think prior to the launch of The Last of Us Part 2, Naughty Dog announced that it wasn't going to have online, but they kind of alluded to that they were working on like a separate standalone sort of uh, multiplayer release. And this is all in reference to the first Last of Us game, which had the online mode, which I thought was really good. And a lot of people agreed with that. I think a lot of people really enjoyed that online mode. Um, that was around, you know, that was during the time when like pretty much everything had an online mode and it was kind of unnecessary. The Last of Us had an online mode that I thought was really good. So how long until we finally get this? Oh man, I would say... Really? That... I would say maybe next year. I would say 2020. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, because they, they, they mentioned it last year and it's just an online mode. I, I mean, I can't imagine that would... You know, you don't have to have like a, a like a story written out for that. I guess they could, but it doesn't have to be as elaborate as The Last of Us Part Two story. It, I just think it's a lot simpler than, uh, than making a like a, a full like narrative. So yeah, I think maybe yeah. maybe fall next year. I think it's possible. Um, and will it be factions? Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be basically the foundation set up by the first Last of Us games multiplayer will be there and it'll just be way more like you know complex so it'll be way more things to do because it's going to be a, a standalone or at least that's what we kind of understand it to just, be like a standalone wanna... release um yeah i want to bring Chris, up you something su- you so seem surprised by the last of us came out during the summer right in 2013 yeah june yeah but the left behind right. left behind dlc came out on february 14th 2014 so we're at that kind of like area now where that right. expansion to the the Last of Us Two Part Two, you know, whether the multiplayer expansion is the standalone thing, we're in that kind of like time frame time period now where I think it could release at any point. So I'm I'm yeah oh, I, I think like... it gets stealth dropped this oh uh, you during the summer, like at Game Fest or something. That that I yeah uh, of the, the summer of this year. Unless COVID, wow, or maybe like COVID. we get the guitar I disagree. building game with Joel. Yeah, I I just dis- left behind. It's just him building guitars. I, <laughs> I just I just think it could have that Warzone. Oh my god, uh, kind of aspect to it where it gets announced and then released within a few days or something. Uh, I I I think like they want to go for that shock factor. Yeah, huh. the su- summer's a pretty good time frame to do that, and with the history of Naughty Dog's kind of like development schedule, I could see that happening. I could okay. see it happening too. Okay. I just I'm conflicted totally disagree. because I I, 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 I could see either I, side, but the only reason I, I'm not like I'm a little even more unsure of what you're saying, Chris, is because the PlayStation Five is like not available to buy. Like no, I, I mean, mean it, it's going it, to be available for the PS4 and PS5 this week. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Yeah. Then I'm kind of like fifty-fifty. I could see either way. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I hadn't considered that. Yeah. So, Josh, what do you think? If it, it, do you think this faction mode will come out for PS4 yeah. and PS5? Yeah. Well, the game's only on PS4, so it have to come out on PS4, right? Huh, then, yeah. I mean, it would, so, it would be quite the big E3 drop. Huh. 
you know. I'm, and then, I'm very, you know, I'm, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, that came out pretty quick after the game came out, right? Well, right. that came out in October, I believe. And the yeah. game, the, the base so game, I think, came out in June, July. Yeah. So, July, I think, is when I care. So what is that? August, September, October. So three months. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, we've passed that zone, honestly. Sure. We're past it. I think it's possible, and you bring up a good okay. point. I just totally can't. I don't see that happening. Steak dinner. <laughs> I really don't. Um, but anyway, well, and, Andrew, we'll see. Man, steak dinner. Yeah, we, why don't Enjoy we steak dinner? Steak. Um, well, <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, so, <laughs> um, all right. So let's move on to what we've been playing. There's a lot to get through here. Um, yeah, just because I haven't been on in a while, and just kind of a lot of stuff has come out. Um, if you guys are yeah. okay with it. Uh, I'm going to go first just to get everything because I, 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 there's a lot I want to say. All right. So um, let's talk about Resident Evil Village. And Chris and Josh, you can both join me on this conversation because you do have uh, – you have it on your list as well. Um, so this game is really fascinating to me because it is, you know, in the same engine and sort of in the same style of one of my favorite games ever, really. And obviously one of my favorite Resident Evil games, which is Resident Evil 7. And so you know the switch to first person and sort of the the it's kind of like the design philosophies and, and and all that and i think the the shift away from like zombies i think is really interesting and so for me this game i had like really high expectations for it and my initial reaction when i finished it was just huh i was like huh <laughs> like i was kind of like not impressed really which is kind of a weird thing because it it is way i think it goes way above and beyond in terms of like the scope uh, that the first game did, or sorry, seven did. But then I, I played it again, and I like kind of like sat on it and thought about it a little bit more, and I'm like really coming around on it. And yeah, I I think this game's really solid, and I think what it does with the whole like store system and like the currency is really strong. And obviously, that's a callback to Resident Evil Four. Um, I think the thing that really just kind of turned me off was that, like, kind of like that last act, basically, or that last section. Um, I don't want to spoil it here, and we'll we'll spoil it on our review episode, but there's a section where it kind of just goes full-on action. And pretty much from really? then on, I was, like, kind of turned off. And the whole, the whole, like explanation of what happened to ethan in the previous game again i don't want to spoil it here um i was just like what the fuck like like it was like it almost felt like a saw movie you know how they always have like a twist at the end where it's it's always just fucking like dumb (laughs) like um that's kind of how i felt but even still like with and i still kind of think that ending is a little dumb even still looking at the general overall picture i think this game is really solid and the whole thing with the castle is awesome. The uh, like the the weapons and upgrades and all that I I think is just fantastic. The the like exploration and trying to find all that stuff I think is really really solid. Mm, mercenaries um, is so good. I'm so glad right it now. not only is here but so, like this good. Yeah, I, like yeah, they I'm surprised they they like they don't even need to do yeah, it. like honestly so, reverse could be bad good I don't care I got mercenaries like this is you know. Yeah. So Bummer isn't co op. It's great. Yeah, it's super arcadey, run around, get combos and stuff. Maybe an update. Yeah, it'd be later cool if it were co op. I, I kinda that's cool. that kind of the like only that. thing missing, honestly. That'd be kinda cool. Yeah. 
But anyway, um, again, without spoiling it, let's kind of talk about this game because I feel like it is a little decisive. And when it came out on Twitter, I think people were kind of like conflicted about it. Um, obviously, a lot of people were like, you know, blown away and, and all that. But then other people were like, what the fuck is this? So where did you two fall on it? Josh, I know you're a, a major Resident Evil fan. Where I thought this was really good. I, I really liked it. Fall on, uh, this um, is a game of the year contender for me. I don't think it's going to happen because like Halo's coming out. So let's let's be realistic here. Come on. But <laughs> um, no, no, but uh, I thought it was really good. Um, yeah. Honestly, my only major complaint and this sounds really like silly, but like it really took me out and was really frustrating when it, 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 in the moments it happened. Um, in the village, I really wish there was a mini map because I had to ke- I had to keep pausing and checking the map, non fucking yeah, stop. I don't think the game yeah. needs a map, but that oh, section, if there was just yeah. a mini map there, that would have been amazing. Yeah, that's kind of a, I. Yeah, like that would have. It wasn't as big of a gripe for me, smoother, but I totally better. get that criticism because I, I like, yeah, I vividly remember, I vividly remember having to open up my map yeah. like ten times within a minute or something. Like, but, where the uh, fuck am I going? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, the, the, that's totally fair. What did the last, you make like, of section? that? Uh, what did you make of the last? Go through this yeah. like it's basically just like exposition. You know. Yeah, the first thing I'm a big it. fan. Of I just thought games. it was fucking dumb. Um, like, ending on that kind of note because it's nice to go from feeling kind of more powerless to feeling like a that's you know, true more powerful that's true i don't like it in the middle or the beginning of a horror game but and i, I know i'm using i'm not i'm saying horror intentionally not saying survival horror because yeah. this is a horror action game i would say but um so that section i was i was fine with i was like okay this is kind of cool you know what's i guess what's weird we're gonna spoil a little bit right here because there's no way to talk about it without spoiling it i i think i would have liked it more if i were playing as ethan for that part but since you're playing as Chris, it like what you, what you, what you just said totally valid. How like you're powerless and then you want to you know sort but of. But wouldn't it be cool if it was like Resident Evil Four, where like you're Leon, and if you're at the end, you've got all the weapons. Like yeah, exactly, I'm agreeing with you. Like I, I wish it. I wish yeah. it were because that that section reminded me of like anyway. the island on Resident Evil Four, where I'm like I got all the fucking weapons. I'm ready to go. There's enemies everywhere, and I can just take it, them out. Yeah. But I was Leon. And so, yeah, it would have been kind of cool if you were Ethan in the section where it re- it about. just reminded me of Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. It was just Call of du- it was just Call of Duty. I saw someone so share a screenshot. Hype. I think I saw it because you commented on it yeah. on Twitter, and someone said like, "This looks like Call of Duty with no like without without context." And you were like, "Oh my god, it fucking does!" Yeah, it looks it, just it did like the lighting Call of Duty. and yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Chris looks like uh, you- this, the other section though. I I have mixed feelings on. I understand why people you know would like oh that that like. The, like the sort of exposition part where they're just like explaining. yeah i definitely yeah and this is just my opinion so it's okay if, if you know if, if anyone listening you know if, if we disagree it's okay but i definitely disagree with people that are like wow this game's pretty weird for a resident evil game because resident evil's been fucking weird since day no, one so well uh, i don't know i i thought that twist or whatever that was it, this is probably really annoying to the listeners who like don't know who might not know what we're talking about but we're trying not to spoil it, so just bear with us here. Are you talking? Let's let's just we'll do it like this. Are you talking about the connection between seven and eight yes. for Ethan? Yes, I I yeah. thought that was just um, fucking stupid, man. Like I <laughs> I was like really? okay, Chris. I'll let let's let's let Chris talk because he's yeah. We've been talking here, Chris. What do you, what did you think of the <laughs> what did you think of this game? And I do want to hear your thoughts on that that like ending story note because I just thought that was so dumb. <laughs> okay, so first thing I did like the switch to Chris. Um, for the Call of Duty section, <laughs> I think that did a great job at presenting like the climax, like how 
crazy um powerful this being is that you're about to face oh yeah um, i like the twist personally honestly i i really do like the twist um it is unexpected it's oh it is unexpected it is uh, definitely unexpected. Yeah, yeah, but like I didn't find it dumb because it like it, it's so smart because it gives you like hints as to okay, this guy isn't as he seems to be. Yeah. You know, I'm tr- really trying not to spoil it. But like if you're if you're replaying it, like especially RE7, you realize wait a minute. Yeah. Like there's a reason why this and this Yeah, and, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be like, it, Toby Maguire. I think it's clever. And you guys are the two halves of the train. I'm going to connect you guys. <laughs> I think that that yeah. part is fucking stupid, but like so is half of Resident Evil. I'm still laughing. Boulder punching, Jill sandwich, I'm giant still... fucking snakes and I, I thought it was cool. <laughs> I loved it. I, I thought it was a great way. You know what I mean? Oh, God, Josh. Like, it, it is dumb, but like, you know, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just... And I think and I think that might be where I fall with this I thing. think that's where I'm at. Like, that, I think that's... Like, yeah. It doesn't bother but me. Just... I don't think it, like, ruins the game, but like, is it dumb? Yeah, it's dumb, but... I, it, it works for me because it works within the context of right. the gameplay. Yeah, and and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Mm. I, and I think that's probably where I'm gonna fall with this game. Like, I'm gonna probably come out of it and go, "Okay, yeah, that was totally fucking dumb." No offense, Chris. That was totally dumb. Yeah. But 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 it's. <laughs> I am a Kingdom Hearts fan. Right. Yeah. Like, so it makes sense. <laughs> but but like Josh said, it's Resident Evil, and this is the game where you suplex. Zomb- whatever you suplex zombies like the game starts right. with werewolves yeah, yeah 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 like so, you know like eh, so whatever. Maybe, yeah. but yeah I, I i see how like if if you like the more realistic aspects of resident evil right i see how that this kind of stuff would be like okay right yeah you know. vampires vanishing no, into I, bloody flies I, know, I understand that like, i understand i i don't know anyway d- bottom line this game's fantastic um it didn't click with me right away but I think after thinking about it more, I, this game is excellent, and I'm actually I'm playing it now, like pretty right before we we're recording. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of replaying it, it um, too because I'm trying to I'm trying to get the platinum in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this game's this game's awesome. Um, we're gonna do a dedicated review episode for this, and we'll probably have it out maybe sometime next week, something like that, or maybe the end of this week, yeah. something. So just you know, look forward to that. Anyway, I know we spent a lot of time on that, but just I wanted it's a big game. And it's- One more quick thing I just want to mention too that I think's neat about that is that Resident Evil Four had a lot of moments like that too, where it was like, okay, like come on, right? Like, um, spoilers for a like almost twenty year old game, um, like when when uh Salazar <laughs> is like a giant uh, rock mech. Oh yeah, you know, like right. When I replay it and I remember that and I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, like. Exactly. Oh, Chris, I forgot you might play this old game someday. Oh, yeah. Okay, Chris, you can come back. You can come back. You're good. It's good. He, he took his headset off. We, we're done talking about the GameCube game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Okay. Go play that game. It's really good. It's good, Chris. You got you got to play Resident yeah. Evil 4. And I think you might enjoy it now that you've played Village, like, to make those connections and stuff. I've played, yeah. I, I've I've gone back to Resident Evil Four actually, and I enjoyed it way more. Oh, but you haven't finished it. No. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um. All right. Let me give my thoughts on Returnal and Hood Outlaws, and then I'll let you you both um uh take it away as well. So Returnal's interesting. This is a game from Housemark. They were previously known for doing um sort of arcade shooters, and they're always known for being really like um satisfying and having tight controls and really like explosive and colorful and stuff great game design all that and so this is sort of 
taking that and merging it into like a 3D over the shoulder shooter basically and i think from a presentation standpoint this game is just phenomenal honestly like i want to call it phenomenal like just the 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 creature design and the loop and the like just like the the visual aesthetic i I think is is kind of what i'm going for here is just phenomenal yeah the it like the 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 haptic or what what do you call it the what the adaptive trigger on the on the dual sense just awesome man um i just think this game is not for me and i think that's totally fine um it's it uh, it's too hard for me <laughs> i'll put it that way i think it's too hard for me and honestly actually you know let me rephrase that it's too hard for me at this point in my life right now i think like 4 years ago or 5 years ago i would have been all over this shit and i think like when i had more time to devote to this kind of a game I, I would have been all over this. And maybe when I get settled into my new house and have more free time, if that ever happens, I don't know if I ever have more free after time. After E3. After E3, yeah. I might give this another try. But it it's one of those, it's a, it's a roguelike. And so every run, it, you know, the map is different and the drops are different. And it, I mean, my God, like you get hit a couple times and there's no healing really. Like you have to find health. Like you can't just like automatically heal yourself. So I think it's. I think I don't think the game needs to change at all. I think it's great as it is. It's just not for me right now. I think I'll come back to it and maybe like it later. Chris, yeah, I love how it controls. Yeah, like shooting feels amazing. Um, I I find the bosses very fun to to fight. Um, I like how the emergence of like seeing dead players yeah and then trying to avenge them for ether which is one of the resources in the game that right. is very important it's um i love that kind of like risk award kind of system yeah but yeah. i i feel like now that i've gone through the by bi- the first biome like 25 times you know, <laughs> it's too tough for me as well joseph yeah but also i feel like even though it's randomized it feels really repetitive at, at this point for yeah me. Yeah. Um I'm 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 finding the same similar kind of stuff, the similar enemies. So they're not really randomizing that element and that's the reason why I'm getting a little bit of tedium from yeah. it. Yeah. Um the one thing I wanted to point out as well is a lot of people reported having like significant crashes for this game. Yeah. I I didn't experience many. I actually only experienced one and it was uh so oh man uh i i was literally like one shot away from killing a boss and then i died so obviously that's frustrating the first boss uh, the first boss by the way i haven't beaten the first boss yet because i'm bad at video games same. um so then we're journalists it makes sense we're journalists yeah and then the run after that it was a great run i had a bunch of like gear and i mean i was like okay i'm gonna do this and then the game crashed and there's no like mid save like you can't save in the middle of a run basically so like if your game crashes or your power goes out or whatever when you boot up the game again you're you just start a new run so that's kind of frustrating um anyway just want to leave it on great game not for me right now but i will come back to it probably at another time and maybe like like it a lot more and maybe it'll be fixed and apparently the trophies are bugged as well so i kind of don't even want to like mess with that right now right. So, good jelly not your jam good jelly not my jam right now even I'll come back to it later. Um, finally, I just wanted right to... Right now. Maybe on future toast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, I just wanted to touch on Hood Outlaws just because um, that's kind of a, you know, it's a new game that a lot of people are interested in. Um, and Chris, I am with you on this. I I don't understand this game. 
people like love this game and i it's like it's like we were playing really yeah like people like i, I looked online after i published my review over at inverse that you can check out right now just to see because like i try not to look at reviews or anything beforehand for obvious reasons but afterwards I, I always like try to look to see if like okay am i crazy and in this case it seems like i'm crazy i like really did not like this game so the setup for this is it's a heist game and basically you've got it's it's online only there is an offline mode but it's like just training and it doesn't give you xp or anything so for all intents and purposes it's online only and you've got a, a squad of four people. There are four different classes. And basically, you run through a series of maps, and it's the same concept, every map. You run through, you find the sheriff, you steal the sheriff's key, you open up the vault, and you take the treasure that's in the vault to the extraction point. And then it becomes this, like, tug-of-war minigame, basically, uh, to get the, the treasure, you know, to extract the treasure, basically. That's the game. That's the entire game. There's, like, maybe six maps or something, maybe five, uh, something like that. And, like, while each level is kind of, like, you know, has some elements of randomness to it, it is just too repetitive. Like, I, I just don't get it. Um, there's, there's yeah. like, an XP system where you get different, um, you know, perks and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, when the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay gets repetitive after literally playing it, like, an hour. If you play this game for an hour, you've pretty much seen everything there is to see. Like, basically. Um, I just don't get the hype behind this game. I don't understand it. I think it's bad. I think this is a bad video game. <laughs> uh, Chris, you played this game. Yeah. What did you think of Hood Outlaws? I, I received the review code. Oh, I did too, by uh, the way. I just, just wanted to shot that out. Know. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't understand the hype for this one either. Um, it, the classes are bare bones. There's not a lot yeah. to them. Um, I, like, I tried to play as the, the brute kind of guy and there's only like one standard combo that you could do yeah i'm like man it, it's like it feels like it's trying to be for honor but it doesn't have the mechanics to yeah it, um keep it up you know what i mean like it doesn't have that execution that you're looking for in a sword based kind of hack and slash uh kind of like combat system yeah and you know now i'm thinking about when you brought that up, I keep thinking about the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay, and it is, like, terrible. Like, the way it feels... It's bonk, yeah, yeah, it's, like, wonky, and, like... It feels like your weapon's bouncing off, like, the enemy. Yeah, like, it doesn't... and, like, sometimes... Yeah, sometimes I, I would hit an enemy, and, like... Th like, the enemy would get hit. Like, they would, like, fall back. But they wouldn't take damage, because... It like the red. It's like not registering. Like the hitbox is weird. Yeah. And then other. It's wonky. Yeah. And then other times, yeah. like the opposite would happen. Like I would just fall over, and like I where where did I even get hit from? Is there's not even a person nearby? It's just maybe it's good now. I don't know, but it's just lacking in content. Feels bad. It's boring. I I I don't understand this game. So sorry to. I feel like this game would have been better if it was like um an assassin's creed like system right. but it's uh a games as a service title so like you're playing as a co-op team yeah. um going through these levels i think that would have been way more interesting yeah it, it it really feels like a lot of other games and particularly like ubisoft games assassin's creed for honor yeah. those kind of games like stealth based games and like mixed with combat but it just doesn't do any of that as well like and it does it like poorly it does all those things way worse so just go play assassin's creed or go play for honor i, I don't know I just, it's just very weird um okay so that's it for me chris you pretty much have talked on everything as well um you do it, you, you do have on here that you're playing 
Resident Evil remake, like, of the first game. The first one. Yeah. So that's very fascinating because, and we probably should have put this together with Village in terms of the, the flow, but anyway. Uh, um, how are you finding Resident Evil remake when compared to Village? Because obviously, like, you're comparing pretty much, like, the first entry to the newest entry. That's a huge difference. Uh, mm. how, how are you finding it? I I actually like it. I like the first game quite a bit. Like the controls, yeah, they're messy. There's you know the whole tank controls, the weird camera angles, you know, yeah. like that are like fixed. It's it's a bit weird, but it has its own charm, you right. know. Like I, the I know that the house, the mansion that you're in, has such a cool kind of vibe to it you know it's very creepy it's atmospheric you don't know what's around the the corner you know and i, I appreciate that um i th- there was this one part of the game that y- you're in this washroom and it's like the the or bathroom whatever it's called and the bath is like full of water yeah right and i didn't expect anything i thought hey let's look in the water let's see if there's an item a zombie comes right. out and I was like, "Oh my fuck!" <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's some really cool moments in this game, and I'm looking forward to playing more because I want to find out who Wesker is because I, I don't oh know, yeah, he's a really important character. But I don't know who he is. He's he's someone that's so cool he wears sunglasses inside oh, at night. Man, yeah. that's yeah, how cool that's, he is. He's too cool for. <laughs> and I thought I'd play this else, before yeah. four, um, because like, I want to know who Wesker is before. I think you'll like four more than uh, one and eight. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Because four is just ratatouille good. So, um, just quickly before we move on, Resident Evil, the first one, I think is really important, and I think it does a lot of things right. I just don't even the remake. Like, I kind of want a remake of the remake in the style of Resident Evil Two, just because I feel like the the static camera just doesn't work anymore but i do respect this game a lot yeah i think this game's great it's just chris i I just i would say if you whenever you decide to stop playing it because that 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 might happen maybe not but if if it does then i would watch a playthrough of it uh like christopher odds really great oh yeah um Mm -hmm. and he's got a good playthrough because i think you should experience even if you don't experience it by playing the whole thing yeah because it's it's a really cool game that eventually may wear on you especially when you encounter crimson heads and shit i'm, I'm starting to feel the the wearing yeah yeah and it's kind yeah. of obtuse like I, it's not clear where to go sometimes and you have to like look up a yeah. like i got through it by by watching a, a a video alongside it like i did i did that whole game with a got a walkthrough so and i'm not ashamed to say that so yeah um cool um, Josh, you've got a few things. We, you already, unless there was anything else you wanted to mention about Resident Evil Village, Josh. Um, it is my third favorite Resident Evil game. I will just say that. Which, what are your top three? Uh, Resident Evil 2 remakes my, my one. Yeah. And then my, my two is Resident Evil 4 because it's, it's, right. it's fucking amazing. Okay. And then, uh, and then Village. Oh. And then probably eight and then seven and then Resident Evil Revelations 2 would be my five. Cool. By the way, we did get a review code for Village. Yes. Just wanted to throw that yes. out there. Um, okay, Josh, you've been playing a game, uh, M-Ass a- M- Effect. I don't know. <laughs> M-Ass Effect, um, the, uh, the Legendary Edition. Uh, you made me Seth Rogen laugh. Oh, my God. 
Uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, this is like a <laughs> this is a, a remaster, so you know, obviously, we, we already know how much you love these games. But what? Yeah, I would just, I just, all I wanted to say on this one was if 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 you it, these have aged well. If you're worried about like you know your memories being better than the the game, then you know that that is not the case. It's a you know games have held up very well, and uh, the remakes are are very good. Photo mode is great too. It's really really good. Um, other than that, uh, I've been play- I've reviewed before I forget for Retroware, uh, but I wanted to mention it in here too because I wanted to tell as many people as possible about the game. It is a first-person kind of narrative game, uh, um, you know, like What Remains of Edith Finch and uh, you know games like that. Um, That's a Josh <clears throat> game. That's a Josh game right there. Yes. And uh, you uh, are, are you control? So you are. It's it's a game of, that's a game that's about dementia, and it handles it very very well. Um, not only respectfully, but also, uh, from my understanding, uh, accurately, they, uh, it's a two person, I think it's a two person team. If it's not a two person team, it's a very small team. Uh, I believe it's two people though. But anyway, uh, they both, uh, you know, consulted with, with, you know, with, with, with doctors and companies to try to make sure that they portrayed things, you know, accurately and well. And, uh, it's it's really good. It's uh it's it's not too long. I think it's the perfect length for these kinds of games where they can have the actions really kind of stack into each other and kind of really you know work 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 in tandem to to, to you know to impact you the most. Um, it's definitely a one sitting game, and I think it's better for that. Um, but yeah, re- really good, really good story, and um, just really really good. Uh, my uncle um passed away when he was 34 when i was uh um like 20 and um he had a rare form of dementia called ftd and so it's not the same exact you know form of dementia um that's being discussed in this game but it it made me it, it kind of helped me to see um kind of the bright moments that still happen in this despite the you know the sad moments and um so i wanted to mention that too in case in, in case you're not as sure about approaching it, if you have any, you know, um, personal experience with the disease. Right. Um, you know, still still going cautiously. You know, you, you're going to know better than I'm going to know. But I, I lost someone really close to me at a very young age to, to dementia way before they were, you know. Right. Um, Damn. Really young. And, and I, it, it, it helped me. It, it you know, I, I, thought, I thought that it, it I, I felt better after playing it. So. Yeah, that's um, and, and which platform like is this on? Uh, right now it's on uh, PC, Switch, and Xbox One. I I don't know if it's coming to PlayStation later. I I would imagine it probably is. I just don't know for sure. Okay. I couldn't. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know for that's. Sure. But yeah, I reviewed it on Xbox, and it's on Switch and PC. And, as well. and where can people find your review? Uh, on Retroware, and um, I'll just throw a link in the in the show notes too, in case and anybody go- wants to look at it. And they got a code of that from yeah, the review d- code publisher. provided. Awesome, yeah, and it was cool too because they actually they actually uh, wanted to see the coverage in Active Quest, which made me feel like happy. They mentioned us. In the <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm serious. They did. That's cool. So um, that was fun. So um, yeah, and then I'm also uh, I'm reviewing Knockout City for we got this covered. So obviously I'm not going to talk about it a lot right now because a it just came out and uh, b you know I'm going to be doing a full review. Um, there i can talk more about it later but i just want to you know reiterate you know it 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 is free for the first 10 days so a few days after this episode publishes you can you know check it out for free but it's very very fun so far it definitely 
Um, the, the quick version is that it feels like it's got Splatoon's arena size and um, pacing with like a Fortnite aesthetic. Um, Plus dodgeball. What? Plus dodgeball. Plus dodgeball. Yes, but like better. Like when they when they first announced this, I was like, oh, dodgeball. Okay, you know, that, that, that'll be fun. But like there's so much kind of like strategy built around it like how you you can catch the ball you can dodge really well and like there's like different kinds of moves you can do i thought it was just going to be like don't get hit and hit people but like there's so much more going on there Mm -hmm. there's like the perfect amount of depth without it without you know you're not gonna get like lost and you know in like the meta game like with call of duty warzone but like there's 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 a really good balance of stuff there so yeah really looking forward to Continuing to play that. Oh, and, and I wanted lastly, to ask, I'm uh, sorry, really, really quickly, oh, I just wanted to ask, um, how do you feel about this um, sort of business model of having it be free for the first 10 days? Like, do you do you think that's... I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. I think it's a very good idea. Because... Especially for the Rocket Arena. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but also because I think that, uh, you know, if you're going to get somebody um within a multiplayer game it's best to try to get as many people as soon as possible because otherwise you might learn about it later after it's dead and be like oh i would have played that right you know yeah so i think it's smart to to do that and then also um the best deal period xbox game pass (laughs) uh you can also play this in game pass because it's uh it's um oh it's an ea game it's an EA play. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's an EA play. But, oh man, and I can so totally. It's in Game Pass. So you, I don't even have to buy this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh uh... yeah. You can. By just the play way, it. by the way, if you're playing it on PC, if you, you you're deciding to do it, it doesn't show up on the Xbox client. It shows up on the EA one. So download it through the EA oh, uh, window instead. Good to know. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think. But yeah, I, I would really, and it's got crossplay too. So if you've got a friend that's playing it and like a different system. And you're thinking, oh, I w- you, you can play it with them, you know? I would, Here we go, play around. Yeah, I would like to play this. Maybe, yeah, we should play. Maybe this week, maybe, maybe we should set up a night or yeah. something, because I think that, that does sound really fun. Be fun. Um, cool. All right, Josh, uh, why don't you finish us off with Ariel underscore night? <laughs> I, I, always, I always think of that, the underscore there. Ariel underscore nights never yield. Tell us about this. So I did a full review on RetroWare um, and review code uh, provided. Um, this is really, really fun. It's a runner. Um, I'm going to call it, um, kind of a stylish and like strategy based runner because there's just a lot of like really good moments where like, if you, if you really react in the right moments, in the right ways, you can really shave like a lot of seconds off of your, you know, your, your times. And that's what this game's all about is, you know, I mean, you can just play it and enjoy it and then be done with it too, if you want. But like, you know, there's a lot of like replay value in, in in these kinds of games and trying to trim your scores down and stuff. Right. And the game's not super long, um, so it's 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 you know it's kind of built with that in mind too. Um, but it's it's really good. Uh, Ariel Knight is uh, a Detroit developer, and I'm I'm from Michigan, so that that was like really exciting. Like I really like seeing Detroit in the stage because Detroit's awesome and gets portrayed completely incorrectly and inaccurately like everywhere. And you yeah. Know, it's nice to see Detroit on the stage in in a, in a in a way that's accurate and and good. But um yeah, this is really fun. It's available on Switch, PlayStation, Epic, Steam, Xbox. I don't know if I missed it. it it's on everything. Yeah. And it's like I think it's like 15 bucks, maybe a little bit less, it might be like 12 bucks, but it's 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 really good. It's really cheap, you know, it's 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 really cheap especially compared to, you know, all the 60 and 
$70 games out there. And I got to shout the soundtrack out, too. The soundtrack is fucking amazing. Like, uh-huh. seriously. I used to just sit in the main menu for, like, five or six minutes when I was reviewing it because I was like, this is so good. Um, yeah, so me and my neighbors listened to the soundtrack <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Very good. But, yeah, definitely check this out. Like, seriously. Um, I would recommend it to anybody that's a fan of a runner, but I would also say if you're not usually someone who plays runners, then I would still, you know, I would still check this out because it might very well be something that, you know, would, would hold your interest. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just really good. It's a really good game. So what, cause I haven't actually seen a whole lot on this. Like, I, I mean, obviously I saw that announcement at that, during that, um, right. Okay. Direct- so yeah, it's a, it's a side scroller. Yeah. Yeah. I get um, that. And, it, and, and it's, yeah, and it's a runner, so you're dodging up, down, over, and, and, and ducking to get underneath, jump over, and move through mm-hmm. um, enemies and, and obstacles, and this story is one of those stories where it's, like, it's it's vague um, on the surface, but, like, if it's something you care about and you want to, you know, you want to learn more about, like, it's there. Um So, I don't know, that's kind of a good balance, I think, for the, you know, for this, for this genre. Yeah. So um, with with these kind of games that are like really fast paced, for me, it's always really important that when you fail, whatever it is, like if you die or run out of time, whatever it is, that when you restart, it does it really quickly. Is that the case in this game where like when you fail or whatever, you, you don't meet the objective and you have to restart? Does it happen really fast or is there like a long loading time? in there i thought it was pretty quick and i reviewed it in the switch oh, so wow. it'll probably be, be even faster if you're playing on you know playstation or xbox or pc yeah but even the switch version it was just a couple of seconds okay so um because like w- yeah. the one thing that always comes to mind is hotline miami that's i know this is like nothing like that game but the comparison is that hotline miami is really fast and it's a game where you have to be like super accurate and you, you die in pretty much one hit and so when you die you immediately respawn. There's like no loading at all. And so that is sort of a driving factor of, yeah, this game is hard, but it's, I'm already back at the start. I might as well give it another try. So right, that's right, kind right. of what I was thinking with this game. Like, yeah, it's kind of important where if there's a game that's really fast paced, that the, that there isn't much waiting in between runs. If you do fail, you know? Yeah. Also, yeah, that that's, that's good. And yes, th- this is pretty, pretty quick. Um, and I'm gonna buy an Xbox too, um, and I'll, I'll, you know, when, whenever I end up doing that and playing it, I'll, I'll mention if there's an even, even faster okay. load there. But um, I also want to mention too that um, if you're worried about like it being, you know, maybe like, too hard or you know not forgiving enough, there's more than one difficulty, and the one that I played on because I'm not super great at at runners, like I'm, I'm okay, but I'm not like good at them. Um, the, the default or like normal difficulty, it kind of like does this thing where like it slows down goes into like slow motion like right before you need to input oh. so i don't want to make it sound there's no challenge there's you know i still I, there's still a challenge there but it, it makes it a little bit easier to um navigate through if you're not like super good Beautiful. you know there's like this like slow motion thing that happens like right before it, and you're like oh i need to duck or i need to jump or i need to i need to do a backflip to get through this um, and then if you're like, no, nah, that's too easy. I want to just go. Well, there's a difficulty for that too. So, Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, this sounds great. Uh, the soundtrack's awesome. At the very least, go listen to the soundtrack because it is just phenomenal. Um, awesome. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Chris. That wraps us up for episode 120 of ActiveQuest. It's good to be back. Thank you again for 
holding down the fort while I was gone. It's good to have you back. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I've missed doing this. Um, so hopefully I, I, I wasn't rusty on this episode. Hopefully I did. I did. Oh, I nice. did okay. Um, I feel very galvanized. Is that the opposite you're, you're of rust? Galvanized. You're back on the saddle. Ugh, that, I, Is that it? I hate that, Josh. Galvanized. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Isn't that the word I don't for know. like what something's like? That's a good like... song called Galvanized. Oh, God. Um, Josh, <laughs> when you're not on an active quest, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at It's Jerk Jersh, and you can find my writing on Retroware, Prima Games, and um, my Knockout City review will be on We Got This Covered. I'm looking forward to sharing that. I think that'll probably be up in a couple of days. Awesome, cool. Uh, other than that review, anything else in the work you wanted uh, you wanted to plug while while we've got you here? Um, I just wrote a uh, I have a series in Retroware called Cancelled, and it's where oh, I yeah. just kind of do research and stuff on cancelled games. And uh, I just did one on Doom Four, and it's oh, what man. Doom almost was before 2016, and it's it's really neat. Um, cause, um, it, I don't think we would have gotten Doom 2016 if we, we didn't have this version almost happen. Right. Like, you know, in a way it kind of turned into, you know, it kind of naturally evolved into Doom 2016. Yeah, it was. But I'm also very glad this version didn't come yeah, out. Yeah, cause it was it basically just Call Doom. of Duty. It was like Call of Duty. Yeah. Doom. Yeah. Like you were in a squad and there's like demons on earth and like, that'd be kind of cool to play. I kind of want to play a first person demon murder simulator Call of Duty yeah. kind of game. That could be fun. But not Doom. But, like, Doom's not Left <laughs> for Dead Demon Edition. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Chris, where can people find you when you're not on the show? Uh, first thing I want to say, I haven't really said this on the podcast yet, I think, but I was let go from the gamer recently. Okay. Um, I don't know if I can explain why, but... Um, I want to say thank you to everyone on Twitter who were supportive. Um, it, and uh, I got a bunch of opportunities uh, from your support there so uh, thank you so much for helping me out um, yeah yeah that <laughs> that really made my week and I, I needed that so thank you so much uh, you can find my stuff on um, a game per a game skinny uh, which I'm going to be reviewing a headset on Hell yeah. um, I'll be doing um i've done stuff for retroware so i reviewed shrek super slam recently oh my fucking on my god quest, oh. on my search to find the best movie game oh my god um, oh, i'm, I'm god. working on a few more <laughs> like the nightmare before christmas um that, that has a really cool De- devil may cry kind of game oh so yeah i think I'm i know what you're talking about that. um yeah yeah it looks sick um but other than that yeah you can check out go beyond the my hero academia podcast each and every wednesday born hyde and i we go through the excruciating details of each and every episode of the show and uh it's a lot of fun we go into some uh crazy stuff <laughs> and born he uh if you've listened to him on the show at all or indie pod um he's absolutely insane and he just talks crazy stuff so uh if you like that craziness uh, go and listen to that if you're into my hero academia josh it looks like you have so i like that vaughn's like yeah i like that vaughn's like super he's like got this really good like demeanor and like yeah. per, he's got this really good um energy 
where like even if you're not liking where he's going he's still able to take you there <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's like great. you're like i don't know about that but like you're going down that road with him yeah. and it's just funny i don't know about all that yeah he mentioned some sort of fluids uh, oh no fluid last no. episode which was no, uh, we're not we're not yeah see right now joseph's um, already like i don't know about fluids yeah, no fluids but, i think i'm good there. Um, i'm done on I, I do want to mention though that vaughn missed his first episode uh, this week so I actually had Andrew McMahon on, uh, the, oh. the person who sent us a question, uh, and we talked about anime, we talked about why we love My Hero Academia uh, this week, so... I hope you, you're able you, to get your yeah. um, your hero, um, Academia, on for an episode. <laughs> what? <are> you... Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> I, 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 I think everyone's a little frazzled, so uh, Joseph, you want to... Yeah, let's wrap it up here. Oh my god. Let's wrap it up here. Um uh yeah, you can find me uh on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work at Digital Trends where I'm now I don't even know if I announced this. I'm now doing um I'm on the news team at Digital Trends as well. So um doing that. Um I actually just started uh writing for Game Daily as well. So um I did a couple like financial uh reports uh through from them as well, so you guys can check that out uh stay tuned for my Warzone coverage at vgc and uh games radar i don't know i'm just i'm tired and i know <laughs> so many yeah. so many different places um chris anything else you wanted to mention before uh yeah got... i yeah i forgot about this sorry um i interviewed uh returnal's narrative designer evie Corhonen, i think how she says her name um we talked about the uh, like how her job is very different to what the public thinks right yeah and uh we talked about some development st- stuff uh over eternal some interesting things like how the main character was mute for the majority of the development until they gave her a voice last minute so and, um, and that's go read that interview there at game, game daily. daily yeah beautiful um Cool. All right. So thank you, everybody, um, for listening. We hope you have a great week and a great weekend. And stay tuned for our Resident Evil review, which we'll publish sometime this week, uh, maybe maybe next week. But I think we're going to try to aim for that publishing this week. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to have our E3 train rolling. So just uh, stay tuned for that in the, you know, in, in, in the coming week. So uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for your support. Again, share the show with everybody. Leave us good reviews on on iTunes. It really does help us out and we appreciate you listening. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Fluids. No fluids. God, please. I'm done with, I'm done with the fluids. No more fluids. <laughs> Get down with the fluids.